Who were these Greeks that wanted to see Jesus? Well, they may have been Jews who spoke the Greek language and lived in Greek cities. Jews did have some synagogues in a few of the Greek cities. Or they may have been Greeks who had been converted to Judaism. A third possibility is that they were Gentiles and still idolaters who came to bring offerings to Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews. Many Greeks were open-minded and often attended the great feasts of the Jews. In any case, they would have exhibited Greek characteristics and a Greek frame of mind. But what was that, the Greek frame of mind? Not long ago, I was privileged to hear Dr. David O'Hara, a philosophy professor at Augustana University, whose classes are always full, a very popular teacher. And he talked about it mattered where you came from in Greece as to whether or not uh, you might be looking for this or that in meeting Jesus. There were two prevailing ways of looking at things depending on the town you came from and its influence on you. If you were from Sparta, you admired action. You tended to have an affinity for warriors, for bravery, and uh, discipline, feats of strength. Today, the word Spartan captures it all. On the other hand, if you were from Athens, you loved words and ideas. Remember the story in the book of Acts, chapter 17? Paul was brought to the Areopagus in Athens, which is kind of a forum there, so that the Greeks could hear about this new teaching that Paul was, was announcing. It sounds rather strange to us, they said, so we would like to know what it means. Well, Paul told the Athenians that day, after quoting a couple of their poems, he told them about Jesus and that God had raised him from the dead and that forgiveness was offered through him and grace was plentiful for all. Some came to believe that day. The Spartans thought the Athenians were uh, with all of their love for beauty and novel ideas were soft and wishy-washy. They accused them of being a little bit too feminine. In a funeral oration, the poet Pericles defended the Athenians, saying, we love beauty with frugality and wisdom without growing soft. So depending on where they came from uh, and from their mindset, at the beginning, we're not sure of what these Greeks wanted to see when they saw Jesus. Actually, we will never know because they never did see him. This became kind of the trigger 
for Jesus to begin looking forward. Even though uh, Philip and Andrew were very excited and saw all the promotional ability of uh, this encounter with the Greeks, even so, Jesus said, no, it's not going to happen. We get a sense of excitement from these disciples, but Jesus became excited about something else. His sights were set much higher than having a visit from these Greeks. For Jesus, this is literally the beginning of the end. The hour has come, he says, for the Son of Man to be glorified. He then goes to, on to talk about his forthcoming death and resurrection. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, Jesus said, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. We will dwell on this journey that Jesus now begins towards Jerusalem and the cross during the season of Lent. But now let us return to the Greeks' request. We would see Jesus. Isn't this also our desire to see Jesus more clearly? Aren't we most likely apt to be guided in that process by our own frame of mind, our own needs, just as farmers who irrigate when the water is released to their farms direct it to the fields that are driest? We are drawn to Jesus in those areas of our life we are, when we uh, are most needy and dependent. If you are Spartan in nature and need, you will be drawn to signs of strength in Jesus. In one of his poems, T.S. Eliot writes these words, In the juvescence of the year came Christ the tiger. That sounds strange to our ears, to think of Jesus as being tiger-like. But if you're looking for fierceness and strength and the power to be obedient to one's commander, you will find it in Jesus. Read the Gospels, the story of Jesus, and you will find all kinds of references to his discipline his determination to fulfill God's assignment. As he moves on his path to Jerusalem, the Via Dolorosa, the way of sadness, he never wavers. As he moves on his path, he stands up to his critics, often those who seek his death, and in the presence of Pilate, who holds the power of life and death over him, he remains firm and refers later on, John, in writing to, uh, to uh, the uh, people in the book of Revelation, says that Jesus was the Lion of Judah. So you find this element of uh, determination, of warrior-like uh, strength in, in Jesus. Or maybe you're more like the Athenians and you're drawn to the softer side of Jesus, like the poet William Blake in his poem, The Lamb. 
Little lamb, who made thee? Dost thou know who made thee? Gave thee life and bid thee feed by the stream and o'er the mead. Gave thee clothing of delight, softest clothing, woolly bright. Gave thee such a tender voice, making all the vales rejoice. Little lamb, who made thee? Dost thou know who made thee? Little lamb, I'll tell thee. Little lamb, I will tell thee. He is called by thy name, for he calls himself a lamb. He is meek and he is mild. He became a little child. I a child and thou a lamb. We are called by his name. Little lamb, God bless thee. Little lamb, God bless thee. As I said, many of us are drawn to the softer side of Jesus. We find this human side to be a little bit more compelling. As we recall how he welcomed children and kind of scolded the disciples for being a little too busy or thinking they were too busy, welcomed the children and said, let them come on to me for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Or as he stood outside the tomb of Lazarus and wept, remembering his good friend and remembering the two sisters who were left behind. And when he defended that woman who had been accused of adultery and the authorities wanted to stone her, he said to them, you who are without sin, step forward. Nobody moved. In his most recent book, the pioneers, David McCullough tells how folks from New England pioneered in the opening of the West in the United States as the uh, Northwest Territory was opened for settlement. These people from New England left the comforts of their home and uh, drove their wagons and their herds out into the Northwest Territory. They were on a mission, not only to tame the shaggy wilderness, but uh, to make sure that there was going to be higher education in, uh, in this area. That was the beginning. They chartered Ohio State University, because this all took place in what we know of now as Ohio. And, uh, Above all, they wanted to make sure that slavery would never be permitted in, uh, in this new territory, later to become a state. And to do that, they had to go up against some powerful forces in both Ohio and in, and in Washington. The author of the New Testament book of Hebrews calls Jesus the author and pioneer of our faith. I'm glad, I'm glad he chose the word pioneer to describe Jesus. Jesus, too, promoted higher education, not now thinking of a degree from a university, but thinking of the degree to which God loves all people and is willing to give himself up so that all people can live a full and graceful life. And above all else, he wanted to keep 
this place from becoming a slave state. And uh, he achieved that. Let me close with an assignment. And think of Jesus as, as a pioneer. One who, uh, who was anxious to, uh, to promote the love of God for all and who also wanted to prevent us from becoming slaves to our enemies. Sin, death, and the power of the devil. He wanted us always to be free. Free to be. Free to be as human and uh, lively and uh, good as possible. Let me close with an assignment. Challenge yourselves to reading through a gospel of your choice. Perhaps it should be Matthew, since that's our focus during Lent. Read the thing, and, and the closer you can come to do it in one sitting, the better. Read it, and then mark those passages that uh, speak to you, especially to your needs, to your, to your uh, spirit. It's okay to mark Bibles, by the way. Bibles are meant to be marked and to be written in. And who knows? You, too, will be given a chance to, uh, to meet Jesus, a chance that the Greeks never had. Amen.